Howdy, howdy. How you doing, sweetie darlings? It's your old friend T with Burning Tarot. This is the podcast where we go for a nature walk, draw a tarot card, and kind of, you know, learn a little something about our future. Or just have something cool to think about for the upcoming week. We're going to do our nature walk indoors today. That was the sound of my drawer closing. I tried to do this out in the woods and the Arctic wind was just like too excruciating. I could not deal with it. I'm gonna close this other drawer here too. Yeah, here we are, we're indoors. Out and about outside here in central Oregon, you can see the sun, the rather deceptive, beautiful sun. You can see some puffy white clouds, some blue sky, some nice green pine needles on the many ponderosa pines around us. And out there in the forest, I did see little teeny, teeny cute flowers. If you live somewhere, um, you know, that gets a lot of um, mild weather and rain, you're in a very um, flowery time of the year, right? It's spring. But here we are at the seam upon which meet the pine mountains and the high desert. So there's not a lot of moisture here. So the flowers that come out are super tiny and adorable, and they're struggling against some pretty poor soil. And we're in the middle of Deschutes National Forest, um, which looks like a majestic wilderness. And as you live among it, you start to realize that it is, you know, as much tree farm as it is wilderness. So it's fun uh, and interesting and sometimes sad to really pay attention to our national heritage here, our lands that are considered public lands. Now these little cute flowers though, they're trying to tell us that even here, even here in central Oregon where we had a ton of snow, not a ton, where we had plentiful snow in the last few days coming on down and we have wind and we have Arctic freezing ass, you know, whatever, <laughs> and beautiful sunshine. These flowers are the sign that it is the season of manifesting for those of us here in the Northern Hemisphere. And uh, from what I hear from you guys, that's, that's a lot of us. A lot of Northern Hemisphere people are part of our handful of Burning Tarot folks. So what does it mean to be in that season of manifestation? It's Taurus season, astrologically, and using tropical astrology, uh, which kind of resets every spring with Aries. Um, this is Taurus. Taurus is the sign of fixed earth. It's the Bealtaine or Beltane season. Things blossom. Things are fertile. People are fertile. There might be, you know, bonfires and wild sex involved. Or there might just be a cute little teeny, teeny flower coming out of a little teeny, teeny patch of miner's lettuce. And out here in this crazy soil, the miner's lettuce comes out um, bronze-colored or copper um, because 
There's so much magnesium and so little else in the soil. And some little tiny, tiny white flower on there. That is manifesting. So manifesting is making stuff happen um, in real life. Real life. Well, that's kind of a tricky, loaded phrase. But real life is the place that we kind of live in this skin, in this lifetime, on this planet. Our real life is you know, can be, involves earth and embodiment. We live in bodies that move across the earth, that enjoy the flowers, that feel the cold wind. And these bodies are connected to the earth. We are connected through woo-woo stuff that we don't even understand um, to the stars and the trees and the rocks and our bones. And we all share characteristics. We all share molecules. We die, our bodies decompose and become soil. So our card today, yes, it does actually have something to do with all this. In this season of manifestation, the smallest flower matters. And that might be you. You might be the smallest flower, budding, reaching toward the sun, ready to show your tiny, delicate petals. It could be any of us. The smallest flower in the forest. And the card that we drew for this week, my dear friends, is the Nine of Coins. And when the nine of coins comes up, manifesting is really happening. We feel a strong sense of gain. We can have a strong moment of appreciating what we are and also what we have. We're using uh, Cat Black's Golden Tarot today. That's cat with a K if you're looking it up. And in her nine of coins, we see a lovely, um, like a white woman, young-ish, long red hair, black robes edged with gold, looking rather serene, holding a falcon. There is a sheep in the background coming up to her. There are white irises at her feet. Speaking of the smallest flower, they're not that small, but they're cute. She's got a basket. Looks like she's gathering things. Beyond her, there are interesting trees, not many of them, and a mountain, a sky, and you can see some cloud and some blue in that sky, some stones, and there are nine golden coins floating behind her. Now, if you were to look up the RWS or Smith Rider or Smith Rider Waite, however you like to pronounce it, kind of classic early 20th century tarot, um, that version of the Nine of Coins, you can really get a sense of um, entrapment. There's like a walled garden. So this person who's experiencing their wealth, 
and enjoying material pleasure. In that classic version of the card, they're also kind of, they can only have this while they're in the walled garden and their falcon is hooded. In other interpretations of the card that are similar, such as the one we've used today, the walls are less evident. But there's still this feeling of something that is wild has been pulled in, has been put in service of something that is civilized. This woman who looks like she might be uh, a princess or a noblewoman has bent the will of this wild creature to her will. And it does as she wants it to do. So that's something to consider. I think we're being asked to enjoy what we have in the way of manifestation. But it might also, you know, might be good to notice where our material values require us to become subservient to the material. So we don't, we don't want to, um, you know, harness all of our wildness, make ourselves into good middle-class citizens, you know, with our houses and cars and all that stuff, and then not enjoy the rewards, right? Because that would be kind of the, a bad kind of decadent. But on the other hand, we need to notice what kind of resources we have marshaled to get ourselves here. Because we may have to make some new decisions in the future about whether, whether our lifestyle, our manifestation is really worth it or if we want to let the falcon go. Metaphorically, this falcon can represent our minds and the great flights that our minds take. These can be flights of creativity, flights of communication with others, writing, dinking around on the internet, um, scrawling out a poem. These are all fine things for the not-so-wild falcon to do. So we can look at it also as our lovely nine of coins is really bending the will of the mind to the immediate circumstances and saying, come, sit on my arm. Enjoy yourself perched on my arm for a while. Maybe I will let you go hunting on your own later. Maybe this particular falcon is here because it wants to be. It's been trained to be here, sure, but it's not necessarily on a chain or anything. And so we can look at how our minds are sometimes restless, aggravating minds, can also settle down and enjoy what is here in our bodies and the material world that we inhabit in our bodies. So this is a good time for allowing that to happen. Saying, okay, twirling, flying, exuberant mind, what if we settle down here for a bit and enjoy a beautiful garden, manifest a beautiful flower, eat a lovely meal, have something delicious to drink, you know, hang out, do this whole nine of coins 
thing. Um, so I would say this is a, a nice card for us to have at this time. And uh, I, for one, need to be reminded to settle down, sink my feet into the earth, enjoy the earthiness and the embodiment, the fleshy reality of inhabiting a body in my forest, in my house, with my family. So for me, the nine of coins is a reminder to step out of my brain, (laughs) step out of my swirling, you know, wildness or just all the words (laughs) that tend to twirl around in my brain or all the incredible input that I subject myself to Most of it via the internet, but some of it through other means as well. So I think Nine of Coins says, well, come on back to, um, you know, getting your feet on the ground and um, being in this, you know, material, sensory reality. And um, it is important, though, that, um, that we enjoy it. I I have a lot of misgivings about the material side of my life and our whole culture. So sometimes I am in so much ambivalence that I am, and most of this has to do with the environment, but, you know, capitalism, all the the things, really tricky stuff to think about. So when I'm pulling this card, I think it's like, okay, yes, all that stuff is important, but... It's important also to enjoy having this body, this lifetime, and even this lifestyle for right now. And um, in the, some of you know that I'm not a big fan of Aleister Crowley or Crowley, whichever you prefer. I sure know a whole lot of people who are. Um, not normally my gig, but I was... Um, I was thumbing through the Book of Toth, or Thoth, whichever you prefer, and um, I kind of liked this from him. So in his deck, the nine of discs, or coins, or pentacles, he labels it gain. He says it's ruled by Venus in Virgo, which kind of makes sense to me. And... um, he gives this phrase, good luck and good management. So I kind of like that. Good luck and good management. It's a good time. Um, it's a good time to actually do something with your wealth, with your body, with the place where you live. Uh, you know, like gardening. This would be a great time for that, right? It's that time of year as well. Um, it's almost like giving us permission to be in our bodies and to accept the good luck that comes our way as we try to do something real. Those of you who follow astrology will be aware that uh, we've got Mercury stationing right now and it's soon to be retrograde. So that can be like a tricky time for certain kinds of activities. Um... But with this card here, the nine of coins, that says to me, well, okay, 
don't worry about the mercury stuff so much, which is more heady types of things. And, you know, pay attention to the earth stuff, which might go just fine right now. So if you have a project that requires you to get your hands dirty, you know, like you need to get the bricks and stack them up. <laughs> like that's a good project for right now. Um, enjoyment as well, I think, is part of this idea of gain and making the most out of good luck and good management. We have to be active managers to make that make sense. Not a bad time for financial stuff as well, generally, when, we're, when we pull one of these. Um, although with the Mercury retrograde, you know, if the financial stuff requires various banks to talk to each other and transfer funds around, you might plan in an extra 48 hours for that to possibly go wrong. Just saying. All right, my friends, my sweetie darlings, so much fun to talk with you. I hope you have enjoyed it. And I'll come back next week or the week afterwards. I do appreciate all of your kind and interesting words about... um, how your lives are going, and how that relates to the readings. As always, quite fascinating. Um, and I'm glad to hear that the, uh, the last podcast about the fires and transformation, that that really resonates for some people. If you'd like to let me know what's going on with you and whether it is interweaving with these podcasts or any personal readings that uh, you've gotten with me, You know, I love to hear it. I love it. It's burningtarot at gmail.com. Okay, I'm out of here. I'm T. It's Burning Tarot. Much love.